Get your toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Until I get your toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with the applause. I'm going to get my chair. anything oh good because <laughs> i just queefed big time yo nephew give me some of that no limit shit yeah what up welcome back uncle rod's story corner episode seven Hope you guys are ready to have a good time. I know I am. I have pressing matters going on right now. Really need to take a shit, so I need to go ahead and knock out this intro real quick so I can get the deucing. You know what I'm talking about? Hope you're feeling good. Hope you're looking good. Hope you're smelling good. I, for one, will not be shortly. I'm cutting some very hot steak in these sweatpants right now, and it smells like a rotten egg is butt-fucking a pile of shit. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 7, Uncle Rod's Story Corner, gonna kick things off with the Norm Report with J. Diva. She's living in Indiana right now, the ugliest state in the union. Shouts out to Indiana and all the listeners there. <laughs> Please welcome my cousin Jen, aka J Diva. J Diva, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? Uh, I think Indiana is tied with Mississippi for being the ugliest state. Mississippi's gorgeous. There's a lot of fucked up things going there with the people. But Mississippi's a beautiful state. I mean, I, yeah. I won't lie. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm talking about naturally. What they built is What they built in Mississippi is very <laughs> ugly. Mississippi is like very caught up in old school racism. Reconstruction missed that place completely. Like all the rich white people pocketed that money. And like when you're driving, nothing looks good when you drive through Mississippi. But if you're lucky enough to know some rich people down there, they'll take you to the places where everything's beautiful. Like, everything looks like just like, um, what was the show, In the Heat of the Night? Everything down there looks like In the Heat of the Night, including the capital. Jackson, Mississippi does not look like a capital city. It looks, it looks you're not talking about Indiana because that sounds real but, familiar. But there are some places in the woods in Mississippi where it looks like heaven. <laughs> they took all that money. It's all the people. 
Always away from the people. Because the capital, it looks like fucking Beirut <laughs> in that motherfucker. Jackson, Mississippi. Looks like Czechoslovakia. It is not. <laughs> I mean, in thought Czechoslovakia. Like. <laughs> but they do have Bark's Red Cream Soda, so Indiana's all right with me. Shout out to Indiana. <laughs> So how uh, how is your quarantine and everything going in in Indiana? How's how's everything moving around there? Uh, I am unfortunately what they consider an essential worker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my quarantine has been me going places and just yelling out loud, "Ew, you nasty!" to anybody <laughs> that's not working. <laughs> so, there's a lot of people. I'm just like. I don't understand what you're doing. This this virus is real. And I have one coworker in particular. And he's like, oh, my rights, my rights, America. And he's like, it, it's, it's not necessarily about my rights. It's about I'm going to have panic attacks and I'm claustrophobic when I wear my mask. <laughs> okay. He's really not going to like it in a coffin if the mask has gotten claustrophobic. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, you know, sacrificing him. He can go. <laughs> Don't breathe on me. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. Have you seen a lot of people wearing their mask under their nose? Because that's something that I see a lot when I go out. And I'm just like, you might as well not be wearing a fucking mask. What are you doing? Yeah, um, the entire staff of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? that's insanity now it is a lot of people have had to deal with crazy neighbors during this time and you had a crazy neighbor before all this started so how much worse have they gotten (laughs) she's now taken to um banging on the floor to make sure i quiet down because my tv was too loud when my niece and nephew were visiting (laughs) technically we both watching the same movie. I can hear your movie track for track. Okay, then. Turn your movie on mute. It's you good. It's sound, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> I, swear, I can mem- I have memorized every sequence of the, the office, because that's all she watches all day, all night, and you can hear every word. Then I know she's crazy because the office sucks. That's right. I said Agreed. the office fucking sucks. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go against you there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how how are things at work other than with that psycho who won't wear a mask? <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. Maybe your lawyer has advised you to keep shut about things at work because you did sustain an injury not too long ago. (laughs) So you can't speak about it. Banana peel flip right on concrete. (laughs) I really thought I was on some kind of candid camera or punked or something. (laughs) I was really hoping for a break so I could own an oil company. (laughs) Oil tycoon. That's right. But unfortunately, they will sell. They do not. They do not like bread and broiled. 
They they only drag things out in court when they're trying to take something from somebody. When somebody's suing them, they're like, whatever you want, let's just let's get this shit over with with the swiftness. <laughs> Yeah, and I ain't got shit for them to take. They take my cat. <laughs> <laughs> How is your cat doing? Fat, greedy, <laughs> speaking and of, old. Speaking of cat, your dating life. How has that been Ooh. going in the time of Corona? I know you've uh, had some very interesting happenings on uh, on these dating sites. With all these women oh my God. Keep posting bathtub pictures of themselves. <laughs> yeah, there, there have been at least three different guys that I have seen that are approaching 40 or in their 40s that have bubble bath pictures. <laughs> like full-on lounging wine glasses. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? They're too young for that. That's a very, like, being 30 in the 70s vibe. That's a real... Oh, and, and then there was a fake old spice man. There was a guy on a horse. I'm just like a horse. Was what? It Putin? What's was the Putin? Uh, the <laughs> it was just so. And the worst part about it is, you know, I'm making fun. Of, I I sit with my friends and we sit on a hinge and, and Tinder and we make fun of the profiles because there's some funny profiles. And we're sitting there Sunday and I'm showing off these pictures and I show the guy on the horse to my group of friends. And they're, you know, they're mostly um, late 30s, early to mid 40s. And one of the ladies that I was with, who's 47, was like, yeah, I graduated high school with him. He's not 38. So he's a guy who, who is almost 50, who's on a horse. And she shows me his Facebook page. And all his pictures are super extra. It's like he thinks he's like um, a 20-year-old Instagram model, one of those travel Instagram models. He's an influencer. Yes. He has all the all the window plane pictures with his finger right up on his chin. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the worst thing that happened for us was old people getting a hold of smartphones and social media because, yeah, nobody's more extra than them, especially like the old players in there, like with their hats that match their shoes, and I'm talking sneakers oh, and ball caps, God. like. Oh my God! You, are, you, are you disrespecting our Detroit family? Because you know good well that's happening. <laughs> and all their rope shout, shout out to the Detroit family. <laughs> shout out to shout out to the Detroit family, man. The D <laughs> is so cold in the D. <laughs> I don't think so right now. It's been like 90, 100 degrees. Y'all sent y'all weather up here. Old players I'm are wilding out on the internet. I've never seen oh. stocking caps in my life. I didn't even know that you could still like they just make they make do racks. You don't have to keep pretending you're in the penitentiary in the eighties. Put a fucking fucking stocking caps. Like, uh, are you serious? You want to know something funny in terms of Detroit and shoes? <laughs> my sister got married two years ago. And at her wedding, one of her extended family members who she didn't even know, her mama invited had these long pink, the straight up stink pink gators, <laughs> long, looking like elf shoes. <laughs> and of course, I'm at the bridesmaids table, and the bridesmaids and I are like 
we had just lost like the little trivia thing that they had. So we had all already been drinking, just finished taking shots. And I see him walking across, shuffling across, can't barely pick his feet up because the shoes are so long. He got straight on kayaks. <laughs> Was he wearing a pink suit also? No, he had a gray suit on, Ooh. but he had the little pink tie and the, and the little pink uh, pocket square. <laughs> And yes, he had the hat. How he had the hat. hat. Did it have a pink ribbon <laughs> on it? Did it have the pink ribbon yes. on it? <laughs> yes. I had to take pictures of his shoes, and I passed it down the table of the bridesmaids. <laughs> so we're up here rolling, laughing, and my sister is looking like, what is going on right now? What is going on? And it's terrible, because, you know, we're in the middle of doing all the speeches and everything. It's doing shit. But we all knew that, so. <laughs> when you get married, I'm going to come to your wedding dress like that. But I'm going to have the lime gators on with the lime tie. Look, I'm, I'm going to have a straight up costume <laughs> wedding. That shit, man. I'm going to get married in the 80s prom dress. It's going to be bright ass purple. That's going to be wild. I want to do a lime green suit with lime, lime green pinstripes. And I know you're thinking, how could you know the pinstripes were lime if the suit was lime? It's because the pinstripes were sad. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the thick rib, like the hair ribbon pinstripe. Like, it was so thick. And I was like, he's got a lime green suit with lime green fucking pinstripes. With a lime shirt, like, a lime tie. I think I was at somebody's everything. wedding, and there was like a lesbian older black couple and one of them had on a straight on green suit that sounded just like that. <laughs> I was dying. Of course, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to call out whose wedding it was. <laughs> but it was funny. And I'm just like. <laughs> That's a lot to deal with. Yes, I thought it was a dude that was just real short and just had weight in weird places. No, nope. <laughs> nope. full-on woman. <laughs> I saw a pear-shaped man earlier today. It was very strange looking because he was very tall and very fat. But it was all in the middle. He looked like a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> it was fucking... But did he have those child-bearing hips? He did. <laughs> It was so wild. Uh, he was wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> oh my god! That, that sounds weird. like that, that coworker that that talks about his uh, mask issue. <laughs> See, he's shaped like a bowling pin. <laughs> I love my mother, but as she says, weebles wobble, but they don't fall they down. Do not fall down. <laughs> they will not. They cannot. <laughs> I don't think COVID's going to take him out, unfortunately. I don't think it can. <laughs> He's got the body pipe against it. <laughs> so what do you what do you do for fun in Indiana other than get the fuck out of there? <laughs> Isn't that what I do pretty much every weekend? <laughs> and during COVID, it's just stay at home, drink wine, do homework, drink wine. Pass out. Stay at home. <laughs> I knew Indianapolis was uh, like ugly in itself because I remember going in there and I saw Lucas Oil Field 
where the Colts play, and it and it was like when it was brand new, and it just looked like a fucking fire department or a library. It was I'm just sorry, a big you, brick building. <laughs> have you been talking to my mother's husband, <laughs> Ruben? It's just a big brick because building with glass swear, in it. That is, that is exactly <laughs> how he describes Lucas Oil. <laughs> like it was built. What did he say? He said it was built to be torn down. It was. Because when I saw I mean, it, I was like, that's, that can't be. Well, it's pretty big to be a library. I have, to, I, have to say, <laughs> I have to say, they built up a lot of stuff. They've cleaned up and made a lot of things look better. But it looks like every suburban area in the USA and then the hood. They're brewing good beers in, in, in Indiana. I'll say that for them. They've got a nice, yes. they got a nice brewery. The Green Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice um, there's actually, there's they have a, a couple wineries. There's a black-owned winery. I do not remember the name of it, but I had one of their sweet red wines. It's local. It was good. It was amazing. My friend bought uh, all their bottles on Sunday, and we were sitting there drinking in the parking lot. Like wine. Sounds that's, <laughs> that sounds really country, country as hell. Like wine. <laughs> sounds like I was sitting in the parking lot drinking. It sounds like the upscale <laughs> version of getting a bottle of Mad Dog Twenty Twenty and just sitting outside of the <laughs> liquor store. <laughs> I, I think they call that bougetto. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention this lounge is attached to a liquor store? Yeah, I can believe it. Is you have, it, you it have a, a club lounge? Yes, yeah, it's of course. Attached to a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freestanding building, too. That's the funny part. It's like one side club, the other side liquor store, and you're like, <laughs> is it safe? So they did that on purpose. <laughs> They're like, come on, we can do the after let's let's pregame in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> These dudes be forty five pre gaming. We gonna do it big. YOLO. I would like to see somebody pre gaming with a nice Pinot Grigio. That's hilarious. <laughs> Look here, you're not gonna talk about <laughs> Turned up real bottles of wine in a parking lot, like forties before you go to a college <laughs> frat party. Fucking, let's do a shot. What's that? It's a uh, a nineteen ninety four Merlot. <laughs> Have you never met the Alize gang? Because that's exactly what they were doing. <laughs> Remember that? What was it? The Zima and the Alize crowd of the nineties. There you go. <laughs> if they brought Zemo's back, I'd be all over it. I can't lie. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like they said something about bringing Zima back, and I'm just like, that was malt liquor for white people. They should bring bring back Zemo's, and I'll go get myself a nice uh, chaps <laughs> sweater vest and some peanut butter bottom Eastlands, and I'll see y'all in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't forget your your pocket square. Oh, you know I gotta, I gotta I gotta match it up. I gotta match it up. Our guy with socks. <laughs> that will be fun. So how how much longer do you plan to stay in Indiana? Because it sounds like you hate it. <laughs> Um, so remember when I said I was only going to be here for two years? <laughs> well, it's like it's been ten now, and I'm just like. <laughs> so I've gone back to school. I'm supposed to be finished next year. So hopefully, 
Because I definitely need to get out of here. They they don't pay jack shit. <laughs> the entire state. They're like, we're going to charge Chicago prices. That's the home of the y'all yeah. neighbors, Mike Pence. It's South, it's South Side neighborhoods. <laughs> Downtown Chicago prices and South Side neighborhoods. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I blame Pence. That's where he's from, right? Was he the governor of fucking Indiana? Of course, uh, yeah. Of course, of course, that asshole let's, is the governor. Let's, of let's talk about Pence. The damn Republicans didn't want him here either. They were about to recall him, and he was like, "Fuck it, I'm jumping with Trump." <laughs> <laughs> now you know that's bad, and this is a conservative state. Yeah, I real. Mean, you've got to be. You've got to be shit. To go from being a Republican governor to running on the Trump ticket, because nobody established would do that. Nobody that anybody knows or cares about would do that. You know, it's bad when Colin Powell's like, uh, yeah, Democrats, what's up? <laughs> right. Like, listen, I was okay being the black dude over here for a long time, but I'm not doing this shit. Nah, I'm not about <laughs> to be vice president for this motherfucker. <laughs> Condoleezza was like uh, that dude from the the videos <laughs> where he just does the peace out and disappears. <laughs> you ain't seen her ass since. Yeah, she left. They started acting up. She went to uh, college football. She's on the she's on the college football playoff selection committee. Yeah, she left politics. Hiding. She never got Hiding. she never got a perm though. She didn't do that. <laughs> That's when I know she's done with the Republican. She gets a perm. When I, when I can tell that a black lady's doing her hair, then I'll know she's flipped to Democrat. Well, have, have you seen her lately? She has, might have gotten a perfect. Has anybody? Exactly. That's why we don't know what she looked like. Look, she got a good lace front. She hot. I just know she has a bunch of moles, and she has been, <laughs> been using the same hot comb she was using in Birmingham when she was born to straighten her hair 60 years later. <laughs> the, only, the only way we would be able to identify her is she looks like the mama of the girl from 3LW with the gap <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of the drama the drama <laughs> you didn't even do it right you know the thick and tired that was, I used to like that song I didn't like the song I just thought it was so funny I used to look I, I still so watch that video sometimes just cause this shit sometimes Player, please. <laughs> player, please. <laughs> Not even player. Player, player. <laughs> Broken promises, promises. Hanging at the crib, getting different numbers and numbers. <laughs> she looked like she was having a partial stroke. Like, girl, what you doing? I just want to know. <laughs> God damn, that song was so stupid. And they thought they were doing something, uh, kicking the dark skinned girl out, and now she's balling. She's doing all kinds of Shout stuff. Out she's to on. Nod, man. A lot of people forget that she was in 3LW because a lot of people forget 3LW. <laughs> They're very forgettable. That's who she was, man. They gave us Latoura Nod and Adrian Bylon. Is that her name? <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody paying attention to the light skinned ones. What happened I'm to the light skinned girl with the gap? What happened to Keelay? Keelay? <laughs> Maybe she got her teeth fixed. I thought she was gonna go solo. <laughs> I would have thought she would have rapped because she was supposed to be their left eye. But yeah, she was more like their Mike Tyson. So it was just <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit crisp. <laughs> I mean, 
wasn't she the one that threw the chicken at her? Maybe. I don't remember how they <laughs> broke up. I do remember them like adding more girls to the group. I remember them bringing them back and like it was none of the original girls. <laughs> it was like a random Asian one that didn't speak any English. You're like, what? What is going on here? And they started the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> and I think Keila was out. <laughs> they had her as the background dance. Just, just keep backing up. Just keep backing up. You're too close to the microphone. Listen, you stand right over there. Speaking of old groups from the '90s, recently. Backstreet Boys, great Joey Fatone. Not not Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. NSYNC. Oh, the insults. Joey Fatone from NSYNC said that he respects the Backstreet Boys, but if they did a versus, that they would kill him. And I gotta agree with him. What do you think? I'm I'm gonna agree with them there because um, Backstreet Boys ain't got no soul. The Backstreet Boys they made some all right songs, but they weren't in sync, man. They they didn't have hits exactly. like that. They had to be. 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 They had to be.
Um, no, and, you like, know, significantly younger than me. I I was like in college when he came out. It doesn't mean is he even thirty? You know what? No, you know what's fascinating? The most fascinating thing yeah, about like Chris the same Brown age is that I figured this out. This was like a year ago, and I was like, you know, it's amazing that like for all the things we know about Chris Brown and everything he's accomplished, how popular he's been for so long, he was he wasn't even thirty yet. I think he turned thirty in March of this year, but this was like a year ago. I was like, Chris Brown's not even thirty yet, and. He's had yeah. his career. That's fucking amazing. That's he's, insane. Here's the thing with Chris Brown that I have a problem with. It has nothing to do with his personal life. It's the fact that he sounds like he hasn't hit puberty and he's singing about sex. I feel like a straight up pedophile. I'm like, I'm just real uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so you are attracted to Chris Brown. Not at all. But you just said you felt like a pedophile. Which means Listening to the music because your tra- like, it turns you on when you listen you, to it. No, 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 no. Ew. <laughs> you don't have R. Kelly. Me. What about R. Kelly? Did you, you, you turn your back on his music too? I turned my back on him before like, he was pissing those chicks, so it don't really exactly. I was never into R. Kelly <laughs> before he, he was just, with underage girls. I stopped liking him. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get behind R. Kelly when he started reminding, saying he girls reminded him of Jeeps. Yeah, his R&B thug face was when I left. I was like, was like uh, 2000. He started calling himself an R&B thug. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> remember, remember when he did the Pipe Piper rapping thing and he had like the, the mask on and, and he, he looked like fucking Gordo? He stole that <laughs> from me, okay? Listen to me. R. Kelly stole a lot of my moves. I was pissing on girls before R. Kelly was. <laughs> and in 1999, anybody in Birmingham can vouch for this. I used to walk around... With the with the mask on, I used to wear it like up on my forehead. It was very, like a headband. I used to walk <laughs> around with a mask on because I, I went through these accessory phases. I wore that for a couple months and then I started wearing turbans. But I wore that mask in 1999 before he started talking about he was the Pied Piper R&B. And then three years later, he comes out with a videotape. And he's pissing on some fucking 12-year-old. And I was like, I started pissing on girls two years ago. He's stealing all my moves. And he's using it for nefarious purposes. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure at least the girls you were pissing on were of age. Yeah, so they were all the same age. And R. Kelly there you go. That, that. That's the key. That he is the key. and turned it into something disgusting. <laughs> it was beautiful when I was peeing on girls. And he, he made is, it gross. He was. He he is the perverted Zorro because that's how he dressed. Remember, he had that silken ass shirt. <laughs> what video was that that he had all that on? I was waiting for him to pull out the sword. He did that a lot too. He used to wear like suits with basketball jerseys up on the room. It's like, what are you doing, dude? He dressed like a ghetto guardian angel. <laughs> like, that, like, like if they made a black version of "It's a Wonderful Life." <laughs> And he he's was an angel because he'd be wearing, he'd wear like a white do rag with a white headband, a white basketball jersey with a white blazer, white basketball shorts, and white sneakers. And then he's gonna have a white mask on I with was it. Like, what the fuck is he doing? You know, every time he comes into the scene, he's gonna do like a little shimmy. He gonna like, he was dressed like somebody's guardian angel who used to be homeless when he was human, and they just. <laughs> So he had to wear the angel clothes of what he died in, and it was white. It was white Air Force Ones and a white Bulls jersey with a white jacket. Oh my god! 
Okay, so out of all the celebrities, what celebrity do you think has the worst fashion sense? Because mm. there's some real messed up ones out there. Uh, Terrence Howard. <laughs> I would say Terrence he's Howard. Just, he's just corny. He's, period. He's corny as shit, and he's too handsome <laughs> to be so damn corny. And his characters he plays are too cool for him to be so damn cool. No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you back there. I'm gonna tell you something. I swear, black dudes with light eyes are all corny. All of them are corny. I'm calling out all the y'all motherfuckers. Shout out to shout out to one of my first boyfriends, Devin, who is corny as fuck. Looking back at him, what was I thinking? Nineteen year old Jim was dumb. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just like, I used to go for all the guys with the light eyes. Oh, they look so cute with the light eyes. And they'd be like, hey, what's up, baby? And I'm like, oh, shit. What did I get myself into? Oh, no. Honey, take it down like eight notches. No, calm down. Yeah, yeah, that's my pick. Terrence Howard. Just because, yeah, he he dresses like a white dad. He mixes all these styles together. He dresses like a white dad. Who's also like a black revolutionary, who <laughs> who also thinks it's 1975, who's also Jamaican. He's like, <laughs> he's like the enemy of himself. <laughs> yes, he mixes all that together. He's wearing, he's wearing like Tiva sandals with dress socks, and then like an aunt necklace on top of a dashiki and cargo shorts. It's like, what the fuck is going on right now, man? <laughs> You miss you miss that little high top he does, that little slight high top. Oh like, my god, with the S yeah. curl in it. It's ridiculous. There's this one of my favorite pictures is a picture of him. Uh, he's wearing this do rag that looks like it's it's got runes on it. And it, oh. looks, it looks like. Like, this entire picture, I'm going to send it to you right now. This whole picture encapsulates what I'm talking about with his style. Like, that do-rag looks like it imprisons a demon. Like, it's... <laughs> it looks you like... Special, you, gotta, you gotta do the special pattern to get him like out. It's been blessed by some <laughs> ancient god to hold... Like, if you took it up, like, that's, that's where Pandora's box is. <laughs> I'm going to look at this picture. Oh, my God. What the <laughs> You need a you need a cryptologist to unlock that rag. Yeah, like that's the secret. That's what Robert Langdon was looking for in fucking the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> that rag is one of the clues. Underneath the rag, you will find instructions to get to the Holy Grail. Like if you open There's the crypt text, the do rag is inside of it. <laughs> What's inside the crypt? He, he got a he got a, like a map that's like um, woven into his we, his waves under the wave cap. the waves, yeah, like when that bald girl in in uh in Rush Hour Three had the the, the secrets for the yakuza tattooed on a bald scalp. Like that's that's what that do rag is. Like if you hold that do rag up to a certain light. You can see the map that's on the back of the fucking Declaration of Independence. Shine <laughs> a black, black light on it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. We it's gonna so steal the white house, man. Yeah, like that's why that's what a, that's what a slaves burn all the secrets of our ancestors. 
And if we, I feel like I'm gonna have to Photoshop him now with that. Now that's gonna be a photoshopped onto the the whole National Treasure album. I'm gonna have to send it to you. You can post it to your your fans. Because you know I ain't got no damn sense whatsoever. You take that do rag into one of the pyramids in Egypt. It will open up a secret room that leads you to all the secrets of the universe. And unlocks the meaning of life. It's so out fucking rageous. It's so outrageous. Like like he's trying to like curse his waves or something. (laughs) (laughs) His hair is fucking reading your tarot. (laughs) I also think Kevin Hart has horrible style too. Because he likes to wear tight tight ass polos with the top button button. <laughs> like everything everything that he wears is a black polo and black jeans. And I don't ever tight. see him wear anything else. And it's which I don't well, even know how small the shirt has to be for it to be tight on Kevin Hart. Well I mean he is like small. <laughs> he's wearing child sizes so that's why they're tight. But he's child sized. So it's not supposed <laughs> he's gotta be wearing toddler clothes for the shit to be tight. He needs he's to, the he size needs to of stop the in the hoodies. He's got to shop with the husky kids. That's those, all. Those polos got to be two T. <laughs> they got to be like two T, <laughs> like fucking sixteen to twenty four <laughs> months or something. Because <laughs> he's too small to wear tight clothes. <laughs> yeah. My pick for the uh, worst fashion has to be Drake. Drake looks like he shopped in all like the late nineteen nineties, early two thousands, like closet cleanouts. He always got the super big, big baggy clothes and the and big Timberlands. <laughs> yeah, but '90s New York. He looks like he looks like the cab driver from that. Remember that video game Taxi? <laughs> I swear, like that's what he looks like. Velour suits and shit. Yes. <laughs> I, swear, I didn't know they're still made in Iche. This dude is still. I'm gonna say this dude. He has freaking academics. Ah. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to pull out the FUBU. <laughs> I mean, that's better than back when uh, all of when Dipset went through their academics with the fucking Looney Tunes characters face. Oh God! Jewel Santana had all those shirts with Taz and fucking Bugs Bunny all hip hopped out like it was 1990. Fucking academic. Just, just stole the whole iceberg, the iceberg line, and just slapped it. <laughs> I thought all this shit died with the Muhammad Ali and fucking Fat Albert uh, Fubu Platinum. Fat <laughs> <laughs> Albert was the original Fubu. Did, did, you, did you used to dress like that? Did you used to wear baby fat? <laughs> I, look, I have my baby fat shirt. <laughs> I was more, I was more, I had to do like the whole Aaliyah style, which, you know, it is also the day after the 19th anniversary of Aaliyah's death. So it this is. is very fitting of a conversation. Yes. Um, I definitely had like the, the baggy sweatpants and the baggy Tommy Hilfiger jeans and the real tight with tops. The with the underwear like, showing? I didn't have the men's underwear because, you know, <laughs> you know, my tight white ass dad would be like, no. <laughs> Who does that? Do you think you're a boy now? Did you make it out Just of that like era without a baby fat tattoo? That's really the mark. That's the mark of the beast. Did you make it out of that without a baby fat tattoo? I did not get a baby fat tattoo at it. all. You made it. I made it out with no tramp stamps. I did get my nipple <laughs> pierced though. That was like the first thing I did when I graduated. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm 18. I'm going to get my navel pierced." And I passed out. 
<laughs> I feel that. I got my navel pierced. Um, I was pierced up senior year of high school when tattoos and piercing first went mainstream. I didn't get any mm-hmm. tattoos. Still don't have it. I went to piercing route. I got my tongue, my labray, fucking tops of my ears, my eyebrow, nipples, and navel. I was pierced up. <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped with the, the navel after that. Cause it, it didn't hurt. It was just seeing that needle. Seeing a giant needle. And I down, I said, <laughs> my parents would not let me live that down. They are like, see? See, that's what you get, trying to be grown. I'm like, I am grown. Yeah. Mm, I wish I was 18, still living at mom's home. Didn't have to pay no bills. That does happen. I saw a friend of mine pass out. We went to the to the tattoo shop for some piercings. He got his eyebrow pierced. And he was cool throughout. And then he stood up, and then he just fucking passed the fuck out <laughs> back in that chair. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I got my uh, first tattoo... In 2018, on my wrist, and I'm sitting here freaking out. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. No, it's worse than when my cat attacks me. <laughs> I'm like, jeez. I'm like, I've had worse scars. It, it was nothing. So, do you have a temperamental cat? Huh? You have a temperamental cat? You got a snotty nose over there. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Allergies. What does somebody say? Um, right now in the Midwest, we're trying to figure out if it's ragweed or corona. Everybody. You ever been out somewhere and saw somebody fucking sneeze or cough? Oh my God. Everything fucking stops. <laughs> you got the disclaimer. No, it's just allergies. It's just allergies. Look, look. Yeah. I was, no, but my I was going to a Walmart and somebody sneezed, and I went and got back in my car for 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't trust it. (laughs) The worst ones are when people start coughing. I went to the gas station close to my job. So I work north of the city. And it's a real country hick town. You know it's country when you can't get vegetables at any of the restaurants. (laughs) Pork and and potatoes. There's more meat. (laughs) (laughs) There's real side of pork. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And pork, and pork is like the national meat of Indiana. <laughs> like, I mean, like their 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 claim to fame is something called a pork tenderloin sandwich, which mm-hmm. is like they take this this big chunk of pork and they deep fry it like a piece of chicken, and they put it on a sandwich and slather it with a shit ton of mayo. <laughs> Needless to say, I had one and it was done. <laughs> no more. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> And I eat almost anything. And the fact that I'm like, nah, I ain't eating that again. That says a lot. <laughs> so I'm in the store the other day because I'm like, I'm parched. I got to drink something. I got to drink something. There's like five people in the store, in the gas station store without masks on. One of the guys is in the cooler where I'm at. I can't see because he's wearing, he's wearing it at his chin, but I can't see that until he turns around. And he coughs. And he turns around. And I see that he has no mask on and he coughs in the cooler that I was about to go into. And I looked and I said, he, he looked at me, he goes, you going in here? I said, nope. Turned around and walked the fuck back on. I'm like, nope. Not I. Not I, sir. That's insane. Whew. So tell the people where they can find you online, man. They want to keep up with more of this craziness. 
Uh, you can find me and my politically charged and often ridiculously goofball shit uh, on Insta, Snapchat, which I barely am on, and Twitter at Please Feed the DJ. Um, I also have the website, pleasefeedthedj.com. Um, there's a little bit of merch on there. I'll be updating it soon. So go check it out. Are you still DJing in the time of Corona? Um, not right now. Although the lady that I bought my earrings from that I am wearing right now, um, she actually wants me to DJ her wedding. So usually it becomes favors, but I still got my equipment. I'll bust it out here and there. It's just, I haven't had the time with school. But you once I'm done, the I'll be tables in the, in the fucking parking lot of those wine parties y'all having. It. They already got the DJ there and in the band. <laughs> yeah. I DJ better when I'm drunk. I swear. I'm the only person that does. Most people are like, oh, I'm too drunk to function. Me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I turn into a different person when I'm drunk. But but you've all seen that. <laughs> my, my secondary life. Well, thank you for coming on the show and talking to the people, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, folks, welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. Time for our main guest, special guest, a good friend of mine, co-host of the Hey Ass Butt podcast. That's right, you heard me correctly, Hey Ass Butt. It's a podcast about the show Supernatural. And if you've never seen it and you heard that name, I want you to know it's not about ghosts who like anal. He lives in Hartsville, Alabama, part of the Huntsville comedy scene. Throw the best pool party I've ever gone to in my goddamn life. Please welcome Lumberjack Jesus to the show, Ben Tyke Miller. Benny! What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Man, I've been missing those fucking pool parties. Like, ever since this shit, like, <laughs> call back up. That's the first thing I'm on. It's like, when's it over? When can we do another goddamn one? That's the worst <laughs> thing about coronavirus is that it's created a situation that's perfect for all the hanging you want to do, but also imperfect for all the hanging you want to do. Like, exactly. Now, it, nobody's at work. <laughs> Everybody's got nothing but time to kick it. But yeah. one of the big things in this situation is don't kick it. <laughs> exactly. Damn. <laughs> Hell, even the government was giving us money for drugs. Fuck. Man. <laughs> Everybody could have just brought in 10% of that $1,200. Fuck yeah. We could have thrown some Hollywood heel shit in the hospital, man. Fuck yeah. God, God. damn, it could have been going down. Shit. Oh. Can you imagine yeah. all that weed? We could have been on weed and pills and playing Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> Fuck it. Some fucking street fighting like we did. Damn. Jesus, like, a, like a warm ass saltwater pool. There's an old story I think about like the Almond Brothers getting enough cocaine to spell out Almond Brothers. <laughs> I'd like to think we'd get enough to do Lumber Jesus with the cocaine. 
That'd be awesome. Fuck yeah, man. Shit. <laughs> snort of my snort. <laughs> Could have been going down, man. Had Scott yeah. Easton, the gay master in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a drunk of board games that he brought. Yeah, he did. That shit was like the Ark of the Covenant if it was made by Milton Bradley. It was fucking... Yeah, <laughs> like a fucking 18th century fucking traveling to Versailles trunk. <laughs> Just filled with all these board games you never fucking heard of, man. It was yeah. Pandora's box shit. <laughs> it's fun as hell, though. I don't remember the one that we played was. I just remember everybody getting pissed off at Travis, and it was funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good damn weekend, man. God, I think we started on, like, Tuesday, but then I was just like, look, we'll start inviting people on Thursday just because everybody's got crazy schedules. Yeah. I remember posting up in that bitch from Thursday to Sunday. Yep. <laughs> was going down, man. I think Hunter Roberts stayed in my pool for, like, what, 30 hours yeah, straight? Yeah, man. Hunter got in that fucking pool and set a goddamn Guinness World Record. He was just floating in that motherfucker. He was living in that bitch like a sea otter. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he ate in that pool. He drank in the pool. He slept in that motherfucker. He did, shit. He was like Aquaman. <laughs> that was a good fucking oh. time, man. Hell yeah, it was. All the food you eat. We cooked that fucking oven pizza on the grill. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fucking grill pizza. <laughs> God, I've still been doing that. That's fucking tasty as hell. <laughs> Just do it like 400 for like 10 minutes. You should be good to go. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, I need, I need that back. Oh, God, yeah. So how how's your quarantine been going? It's been as alright as it can be. I feel like that's the <laughs> best I can say that. I've just been rewatching shows and uh, trying to avoid thinking about comedy because if I watch it, I want to do it, but I can't because of this. You don't want to get, get down with those Zoom shows. You don't. You don't it's, enjoy doing stand up. I did the, do a couple. The love seat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind like bullshitting with people online, but it it's not stand up. You know, <laughs> you're literally not even standing up. Like, I'm not standing up right now. Like, fuck it. Come on, man. God. Uh, we did do a couple of drive-in shows at Shenanigans in Huntsville, mm -hmm. and those were fine. Uh, like, the crowd interaction was weird. People just eventually said, fuck it, because we were supposed to turn the headlights on and off if you liked jokes. <laughs> but some people just eventually said fucking like rolled their windows down and kind of <laughs> laughed as hard as they could I guess that sounds like trying to teach aliens what stand up comedy is like it's like, like it damn like you're doing a show for some aliens who communicate telepathically so they don't have mouths <laughs> just like, like right. listen if you think it's funny <laughs> just flash the lights <laughs> give that E.T. glow finger <laughs> That's a very exclusionary show. What about all the comics with epilepsy? Huh? <laughs> Are you going to do a show and people flashing lights at you and you fucking stroking out? <laughs> I think that's when they had to stop. <laughs> Can you imagine the stew humping somebody having an epileptic seizure again? <laughs> he is giving it to that girl. <laughs> 
so speaking of still humping, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I go, I went out to L.A. to visit my sister for Christmas with my family, and I link up with some people to do shows, and I found this guy, Victor Martinez Jr., who does a comedy show out of, like, a self-storage garage. <laughs> He sets it with chairs and shit. And I go up and I do fine. I think I had been like maybe a year into stand up at that point. And then like four people after me, this dude who had been drinking since he woke up that morning <laughs> goes up, tells some intelligible jokes, and then just he makes kind of a bit about fucking like this ottoman that they had instead of a stool and he just fucked the shit out of that ottoman for like 10 minutes <laughs> that was funny as hell Jesus Christ yeah it was still a fun show that's good yeah that's commitment like, to the bit is no more than like 12 inches off the ground <laughs> Throw his neck out trying to get some yucks. <laughs> I think he did. But he was like all of like five foot tall and just had his little legs just sprawled up in the air trying to fuck that thing. <laughs> oh, short dudes. Are you like me? Do you feel bad for short ass grown men? I do. I feel that. I feel real bad for him because like I hit 5'7 in the 5th grade, and so I meet a grown-ass man that's like 34, and he's 5'3, I'm like, Jesus, man, that's gotta be rough. It's like, hey, who do they piss off, and what greens did you not eat? Come on now. Oh, nothing's funnier than like short guys who have tall parents. <laughs> like, I know a dude, his dad is 6'4, and his mom is 5'11, and he's fucking 5'5. Five, five. Damn. <laughs> oh. You fucking really the, missed out on the genetic lottery, my man. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yours reminds me of, you remember that show, um, Little People, Big World? Yes. <laughs> it always reminds me of, like, you know, they had, like, <laughs> I used to I used to watch that show just because I was waiting for the day that the little person's son, like, snapped and killed everybody. <laughs> He was always so pissed off. Because he was dealt, like, one of the rawest hands in life. Like, for people who don't know what the show is, it's about this little person couple. And they run, like, a farm and shit. And they're, they're doing their thing. And they've got three children. No, they've got four children. Um, and the oldest boys, there's, there's, a, there's a little person son. And then there's a regular son and a regular daughter. And if that's not bad enough, the, the little person's son is actually a twin. Oh. And his twin brother's like 6'2", looks like Brad Pitt. He's like a star on the soccer team. It's like you split from the same egg, and that egg had to split like 90-10. Cause like, his twin brother's the fucking cock of the walk, and the little dude has all the negative side effects of being a little person like he's got fucked up teeth oh he's had to have like a thousand surgeries on his legs like not all are his legs just tiny they're also Forrest Gump fucked up no. <laughs> he's like wearing braces and walking around on crutches and getting surgeries and 
I was like, that dude is going to kill everybody one day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how the fuck they have one little person's son, and he's a twin. That is so fucked up. I love God the show, because I, lo- I love ignorant comedy. <laughs> ignorant comedy is my favorite form of comedy. Like, I just like when something real ignorant happens. And one of the best things I ever saw was one day on the show, the little person's son, of course, was a part of, like, little people groups and shit, because, you know, he needed somebody to lean on and talk to. And so... His mom took him to New York for a little people convention, like a like a teenage little person convention. And I was like, okay, it's my man's time to shine, you know? He's hooking up with all his little friends from camps and all this different <laughs> shit. And so they're in New York, and they're walking through Brooklyn. And it's like a cavalcade of little people. <laughs> and this guy yells out, as they're crossing the street, this guy yells out, Hey, there go some midgets. <laughs> and so they tried to be the bigger person, right? No pun intended. They tried to be the bigger person, right? And they go, ha ha, yeah, we're midgets. And that dude, in all his ignorant comedic glory, could not let them have that. And so he yelled out, hey, there go some midgets. And they say, yeah, ha ha, yeah, we're midgets. And he goes, yeah, you are. <laughs> trying to be funny but yeah it's just some situations man there was another show there was another show like little women of la and i was fascinated by that show because just like every other show about like housewives or just horrible chicks in general like they got all the characters that those shows have so they had little people whores on the show <laughs> that's some order which is like me thinking like cause like they dressed like like the whores do on other shows I don't mean whores in a negative way but that's like, just in a descriptive that's way just the, that's just the description that's what they're you know they were like hey. they were all about the sex and that wear push-up bras and mini skirts and shit, and like I'm thinking, who makes little people whole clothes? You know what I'm saying? It's a it's an untapped market, yeah, apparently. Damn, you can't. Go-
go to Baby Gap and find me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what pedophile? <laughs> what, what pedophile Taylor has been like making six inch pumps for toddlers and tried to sell that shit to like Oshkosh Begosh? And they're like, we can't. We don't want anything to do with that. We don't need uh, 2T fucking fishnet stockings over here, my man. <laughs> He's like, somebody gonna wear this shit. I got it. Little people. They've got whores, right? Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, it was so strange to me. I think the best thing, this, this is how ingrained that shit is in my mind. Oh, one episode, they, one of them was an OBGYN, right? <laughs> one of the little people was an OBGYN. She was an OBGYN. And she had a woman come in for a sonogram. And so she had like the little stainless steel table that was like a it was like the size of a footstool. And then lower it down. So and she so she had the woman go to the table and she took the wand and started, you know, gelling it up. And I was just like I was like, what are you doing? Cause in my mind she was about to just crawl up in the pussy. <laughs> And take a selfie with the baby. Like I honest to God thought that. I honest to God was putting, she was putting a gel on that one and putting a gel on the woman's stomach and I was like, What are you doing that for? You need to lube yourself because you're just about to crawl up in her birth canal and just break out your phone like it's a girl, she ain't gonna I, I swear to god I was legit I was legit confused. She's <laughs> gonna throw duck lips and a piece of like, Oh god. Shout out to all the little people out there and, and listening to the show maybe. Like, you know. I mean Hell I yeah. mean no harm, I mean no disrespect, but that was I was I so thought she was just gonna crawl in that place in there. I mean, they got some bad ones. I had a huge crush on this little person in high school, man. This girl was fine. She was fine. I still got some. I still got scars on my hands from like ninth grade when we used to play fight. She was oh, damn. Had nails into my hand. I wanted her to dig her nails into my fucking back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I said you should. Gorgeous though. Like she, she had a regular size head. I think that's what. <laughs> She was like two feet tall, but you know, it was all head. She didn't have, she didn't have that fucking cantaloupe head. Oh. So she didn't look like Wee Man by the head. She was just a regular. She was just a really short girl with a regular head, and she was so beautiful. I had the hugest crush on her. That was Tavis. Damn. You still keep up with her? I have seen her in the last couple of years, and we're still friends on Facebook, man. Her name was Tavis Owens, and she's. So fine. <laughs> so fine. But I just can't. I don't think I could have. I don't think I could date a little person. I don't. I, I try to think I can, but I'd feel like a pedophile with something that's small yeah. like a dick. Like I fucking. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> I totally understand. I feel weird enough with certain short girls. Right, you know? yeah, like you're, yeah. You're, a, you're a fellow tall man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> weird enough to be with a girl that's five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone somebody that's like legally fucking three six. 
Congratulations. Congratulations to them, man. I actually met her husband when I, we used to hang out with this group of people a couple of years ago. I think that's where they met. Mm. Yeah, she was gorgeous, man. Shout out to Tavis. Congratulations oh, yeah. to her and her husband. I wish them a long life of health, wealth, and happiness. Fuck yeah. I just can't. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> that is fair and understandable. I know people out there with that, that's fine. Have at it and have a good time, but <laughs> it just feels creepy to me to some extent. <laughs> I actually went to high school with two, no, three little people. Actually, Damn. I met Tevis, mm-hmm. and they were fine too. Yeah, it was fine, girl too. Uh, she, a was, really... she was she was less a little person than just a really short girl. She was probably like four ten. Yeah, she wasn't like technically a. I don't know if the dwarfism. Mm. I don't know. She didn't have that, but she was like, she was like a couple inches too tall to legally be declared. <laughs> she, was, she was a short ass gal, though. But it's fine. I used to work there. I had a manager at Ruby Tuesdays when I worked there who was like four foot eight, and she was <laughs> deathly terrified of little people. And I think, and I think it was because she might have thought as a child that. She was gonna end up like that. I don't want to say end up like that to make it seem like this curse, but I think yeah. that's what it was. Like she, because like when she told us that, I thought she was joking. Because you know, of course, everybody's reaction was like, "You're a fucking little person." And she was like, no. I was like, "No, I'm not." And, it, and like, no lie, one day a little person came into Ruby Tuesdays while she was there, and she saw them and literally ran to the back office like, "Oh damn, terrified." <laughs> <laughs> Phobias, you got any phobias? Uh, I just don't like flying insects. I'm not sure what that one's called, but if something like gets up near my face, I'm like, all right, what the fuck? Come on now. But that's, that's pretty much it. That's it. I, yeah. I, I, a friend of mine in college had a clown phobia. I forget the actual name of it. He was he had a clown phobia, and I didn't know how serious it was. It can be damn serious. It was it was straight up. He straight up textbook had a phobia, man. Like I remember one day we were at the McDonald's across the street from campus. He went no lie. He went and got a soda, and when he turned around, he was face to face with this Ronald McDonald cutout. And oh damn! He like froze in place and dropped his drink, and I had to get him and take him outside. He was shaking, and I took him outside. And up until that point, it was funny to me. 
until uh-huh. I actually saw like how intense, and I was like, "Oh, this is serious, man." I yeah, take him outside. He was scared to death. Some of our other friends, they were not so kind to him about it. <laughs> R O R A used to be his roommate, and apparently, like one night when he found out he was scared of clowns. He stood over his bed in the middle of the night with a fucking clown nose on. God damn! <laughs> he woke up to that shit screaming. It was insane. Fuck. You know how RAs used to do like a, a theme board every month? Yeah. And one month he did phobias for our hall. <laughs> he had like a picture of what they were scared of and then what like the medical term for what it was. And so he had the clown one up. And so my homeboy, he had just got out the shower, and he came to our end of the hall to talk about something. So he comes up, and he's checking out the board, <laughs> and he's looking at all the different phobias, and he got to that picture of those fucking clowns shot like a rocket back down the hallway towards this room, man. Almost broke his leg. Like, he had just got out the shower, so it was yeah. like, he saw those clowns, man. Took off to his room, slipped, fucking hit his shit of the door. I was like, no. oh, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> but that's how those hit for some people just freak them the hell out. Like, I know a few people that are afraid of cotton balls. Just <laughs> deathly afraid of them. Like, uh, my sister has it, and she would have to have people open up her medicine bottles and take them out for her. Just because, and I had a couple of English teachers that are also just afraid of them, just starkly fearful of them. So it just wow. hits. Yeah, but it feels like a joke until you see that fright in their eyes. It's very real. Yeah. It's very real. Because when you tell yeah. somebody you're scared of snakes or some shit, it doesn't even have to be a phobia. Just to be like, I'm scared of snakes, people are like, yeah, I understand that. But when somebody's like, yeah, like, I don't like Band-Aids, I have a Band-Aid phobia, like, the fuck is wrong with you? You can't be serious. And then they see a Band-Aid and start screaming bloody murder, you're like, oh shit, this is not funny. Yeah, it's not a game, they <laughs> It's a real thing. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have any phobias because that would be some wild. I can't imagine what it's like to walk around that deathly afraid of like everyday objects or just yeah. everyday things. Like, you know how many times you see snakes in your <laughs> lifetime? Like, just in pictures of movies or some shit? Like, yeah, I can't. And when people are scared of the weird shit, like your sister with the con balls, like that's an everyday household object, man. Like I can't yeah. imagine be like scared of fucking books or some shit. Yeah, it's like you can't escape that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like how you gonna take care of a fucking headache if you're scared of fucking con? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like what do you do when nobody's around and you need an Alexandra? Like, like you just gonna be the first person to die from a headache because you can't, you can't touch it. The constant, like that's that's weird. That's wild, man. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It like even with me with like bugs and shit. I've at least like I've tried to like tone it down a little bit, just kind of like let it like let them just be there, you know. But. Every once in a while, they just like surprised to get up in your face, and it's just like, oh fuck, man. Uh, I feel you. I think everybody has that fear of flying insects. It'd be to like, there's something about flying insects that's just more terrifying to hear gunshots. That, yeah, it's that's like, true. It's like you don't know what they're capable of. Like, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> anything flies towards your face. It's, it's like yeah. the most vulnerable area on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, I'm like that with bees and shit. Like, I'm yeah. allergic. I've been stung before. It's not the worst pain in the world. It's not the worst thing to deal with, but I'd, I'd much rather be in the midst of a fucking foaming at the mouth rabbit bear <laughs> than a fucking bee. Fucking A. <laughs> one time I saw a bee in my car when I was driving one time, and I just... I just fucking told him it was his car. Like, I was just like, you know, I was like whatever you want to do, my man, just don't hurt me. Like, fucking, just, where you want to go? Where you trying to go? Hell yeah. I mean, at least with like a spider or something, you can like smack it off and you know where it is. A fucking bee, you smack it off. It can easily get back to you, damn right. face. It could still be on your fucking hand. Like, yeah. it's moving around. You can't just knock it to the floor that easy. Yeah, it can still be. Yeah, I, I don't like that shit. Fuck no. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said one thing, luckily we didn't have to deal with at that pool party. We didn't have any, <laughs> any bugs on the lamb. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I think we had like four, like, what is it, like the the candles, yeah, whatever they are, and you can light for like mosquitoes. Going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you yelling at me for not drinking a beer when I was cooking hot dogs or some shit. I was drinking water. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't cool. I didn't appreciate it. Didn't. You can't be on the grill. This wasn't a vegan cookout. You can't be on no. the fucking grill with a fucking water in your hand. <laughs> you were right. I had to go back inside and get a whiskey. Fuck it. <laughs> they tasted better after swap drinks. You gotta do this right. If you're going to hey. be on the grill, you have to do an impression of Cousin Eddie from fucking National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation and Christmas Vacation. Damn right. <laughs> you got to have a beer in it, at the very least. At the very fucking least. <laughs> wine or something. It's got to have alcohol in it. Like if you didn't even had a Zima in your hand, I'd have been crazy. <laughs> a truly a fucking uh, white claw. <laughs> <laughs> Clawing it. Yeah. Have you been drinking those? I've had a couple. I've had like the black cherry ones, and it's fine. It's like a step above a LaCroix. Everything's a step above LaCroix because it's the most yeah. disgusting drink on the face. LaCroix tastes like uh, rancid water. Tastes like the water out of a bar rag. Somebody <laughs> rang out, then sprayed some Glade in it and let it sit in a bath and body works for two weeks. It's the most disgusting, flat... Oh, this is this is cherry flavored. Like it tastes like maybe somebody like spit <laughs> spit a small piece of cherry popsicle in here. I was that they tasted like a fucking strawberry queef next to a glass of water. Fucking gross. Yeah. First time I had those was long before they got popular. I had one in Chicago. The White Claws. In 2012, a Lacroix. Oh. And we were at the, we were in this girl's apartment, and you know. We wanted something to drink that wasn't water. And she had these LaCroix. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's better than water. It wasn't. <laughs> I took one sip of that shit and poured that shit down the fucking drain. I was like, the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck just dipped a Little Tree car air freshener in a bottle of fucking water? <laughs> fuck LaCroix. <laughs> 
Unless oh, it's dude. Christian Lacroix. <laughs> I really like his underwear. He's a great fashion designer. Makes my favorite drawers. They're so comfortable. So, I gotta check those out. You gotta have some good underpants, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to. Got to. I, I, I just got on good underpants like a year ago. Um, oh, damn. I hadn't. I, I, the last change I made in underwear was when we switched from boxers to boxer briefs. Yeah. And then I did wear underwear for like 10 years. <laughs> from, like, from like 2000 to 2011, I didn't wear underwear. And then 2011 hit, people were wearing boxer briefs. And the reason I switched because one day at work, I just kind of felt my ass out in my chair. And I was like, this is highly unprofessional. This doesn't feel right. So I started wearing underwear and I bought some boxer briefs because that's what we were on at the time. And it was cool. And I did that forever. I hadn't bought new underwear since the weekend I moved to Nashville. Like 2014, I bought like 15 new pairs of underwear. And then I hadn't bought draws since. And then 2019, got my first pack of new draws. They were boxer briefs, but they were like mostly. They had like the spandex and shit in them mostly. Oh yeah! And I was like, man, underwear technology has come a long way. This feels amazing. I've got like Hell thirty yeah. pair of underwear since then. Hell <laughs> yeah! Back go my bullshit. <laughs> you gotta treat your boys right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. Christian, listen, I'm telling you, Christian Lacroix. You can get them at like Marshalls and Ross. You get like a three pack for twelve bucks. They feel so fucking good. Hell yeah! I think I'm looking at them. They look pretty damn good. They are fucking amazing, dude. Hell yeah! <laughs> I've been I've got this pair from a uh, fucking Target. I think they're a pair of thieves, and they're like almost like a silk kind of spandex shit. I got them on right now. They feel damn good. I got some Fruit of the Looms like that. I can't remember yeah. what they're called. It's, they're something like Fruit of the Looms Lux or something. They're like I've seen those. Hell yeah. Top of the line Fruit of the Looms. They're kind of iridescent. Yeah. They've <laughs> got the gray band around them instead of the white. They feel great. <laughs> Underwear has come up, man. Shout out to the draws industry. <laughs> they had to, man. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of innovation. <laughs> not no. a lot of room for innovation in there. Ladies, we're coming for you. I think that's why they're like, well, we can't have this disparity between. Exactly. When when are we going to get our own underwear store like Victoria's Secret (laughs) so we can catch a five for 20 on some nice, sexy ass draws? I want to come to the bedroom with some designs on and shit. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's a business we need to start right now. Narado's Secret. We got menjure, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to infringe a wishes business. The wish app. God, they got some crazy. All the men's lingerie you can handle. And it's essentially just women's lingerie, but bigger. It's. Uh, yep. But it, it's, it's got a pocket like, in the crotch. It's got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is. Just women's underwear with a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It is fucked up that like <laughs> men's clothing is the one with all the pockets and all we have to carry is wallet and keys. <laughs> <laughs> women have to carry a whole fucking bag because they got so much shit. So just give them the pockets, man. Stop being a dick. <laughs> that damn right. <laughs> they be making men's cargo pants with like 19 pockets on the bitches. It's like, they ain't got nothing in but like two of them. And it's just like the two regular pants pockets. It's not even the cargo pocket. Yeah. <laughs> women gotta carry luggage around every damn day. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It's unfair. Yeah. They've got like those jinkos that are just pockets. Uh, just all pockets. Up to the ankle. Fucking. <laughs> that was just a good trip time in life, man. I love the jinkos era. Jake over when wide leg pants hit in like '99, man, I was ready. Jake <laughs> came through with the elephant legs. Oh, buddy, you couldn't tell me shit. Pair of elephant leg jeans and some Birkenstocks. Oh, <laughs> fresh bucket cap. <laughs> That's the most '90s thing I've heard in a while. We're talking about straight up plaid OCI fucking bucket cap from goodies. <laughs> Ivy crew fucking sweater vest with a t-shirt up under it. Man, puka shell necklace. <laughs> <And> sweet pooks. <laughs> Sentences no one's ever said. Sweet pooks. <laughs> <laughs> sweet pooks, man. You gotta get down with the get down. Oh, man. I was into it. I used to rock the puka shell necklace with the matching bracelet. Oh, damn. And if I was really feeling squirrely, turn that bracelet into an anklet. Oh, oh damn. I was 90s and as fuck, my man. It's almost like 20 years since. Well, it's been 20 yeah, years. That needs to come back around. It is. Yeah, I'm very excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, I think Jinkos were trying to make a comeback a couple of months ago, but then, you know, everything else, but I don't blame them. I mean, you see somebody wearing trip pants, you ain't gonna fuck with them. Man. Like, I've been eyeing Birkenstocks for a minute. I've been wanting to get another pair. Oh, they were so comfy as hell. I've been wanting to bring them back, and I think I am. May as well, fuck. They were comfortable as fuck. It's like, if you're gonna make Crocs... Stupid as those fucking things look. Why not just get some clogs that are actually fashionable? Ain't comfortable. I'm getting my Burk, get the Burks back popping. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of missed the pair. You miss who? Oh, I kind of missed them Birkenstocks because those were comfy. So you can just slip them on and fuck right off at the door. And just wear them forever. Yeah, yeah we fuck. Used to, we used to steal all our Birkenstocks in high school. <laughs> I've had like eight pair of burger socks. I never paid for a pair of burger socks. <laughs> we used to go. We used to go to the Galleria, and when it was Birkenstock season, in the shoe, they wouldn't have them in the shoe department. Like with one pair out and the rest in the back, because it was such a hot seller. So they just stack all of them up out in yeah. the middle of the aisles, like they were shirts or something. And we just go into we go into riches. <laughs> we got to the riches of the Galleria with an old pair of Burks on, 
Put on a new pair of Burks, put the old ones in the box, and keep it moving. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's just good sense right there, fuck. Yeah, that's what, that, was, that was one of the things we did in high school. I don't know if the teens are continuing the trend of mass uh, shoplifting, but we used to shoplift our asses off in high school. I think it's it, harder to know. <laughs> we called it mooping and whenever somebody stole something we would know it was time to leave the store because they walk by you and they go moop we're like alright it's time to move to the next store <laughs> seriously like we and we were like super stylish at the time just like we were just like stealing like Kenneth Cole and shit like that we had like everything Kenneth Cole made in 99 and 2000 cause we would just go steal our asses off <laughs> Just going store to store, man. Just ripping it up. Still a <laughs> Kenneth Cole, DKNY, Liz Claiborne. It was on. It was going down. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, get the fucking best. Damn. Man, we were doing it up. One time, one time, some friends of mine got caught shoplifting. And my friend went to court for it. In clothes, he shoplifted from head to toe. <laughs> I mean, literally, he's in court and shoplifting. We were like 17 at the time, maybe 16. He's in court for shoplifting. He's wearing a shirt, belt, pants, socks, and shoes that he had shoplifted. <laughs> the balls on this man. What? <laughs> Good fucking times. <laughs> When's the last time you shoplifted? I never have. You've never well, it's not true. Come on. I, I accidentally stole a toothbrush from Walmart, <laughs> like, I think, like, two years ago. And that's the only thing I ever shopped. Well, well, well. Look <laughs> <laughs> at old babyface Nelson over here. <laughs> Public enemy number fucking one. <laughs> Stealing toothbrushes. <laughs> shoplifting in high school and college was what we call legal stealing. Oh. Because, you know, like, stores like The Gap and, like, Old Navy and stuff, they only sold their clothes. Mm-hmm. So, you didn't need a receipt to bring the clothes back. <laughs> so, we would just go in, just steal a bunch of shit that wasn't your size, just grab whatever, mm-hmm. and then put it in a bag, and then just walk up to the counter like, listen, I got this stuff as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> And none of it fits. But I do like it, so I just want to exchange it for my size. I don't have a receipt. They'd be like, that's no problem. And you just give them all their shit back that you just took five minutes ago. And they let you exchange it out for your size. It was wonderful. Legal that's just genius. That's what we yeah. did. Legal stealing. Damn. And we just put it on a whim, too. I remember one time, like, <laughs> one time we went to uh, Alabama A&M's homecoming. Mm-hmm. And we, were, we went to the mall, and it was just this fly ass pea coat that I saw at the Gap. And so I just I took the coat I was wearing off and gave it to a friend of mine, and then took the pea coat and tied it around my waist. And then walked up to the counter. And I was like, "Listen, um, I got this jacket as a gift, and you know it's too small, so I just been wearing it around my waist, but." It's starting to get a little cool out now, so I was wondering if I could exchange this. It's like, yeah, no problem. And so, I got a new jacket for free 
off a of joke that <laughs> just stole like literally sixty seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we were living so dangerously. <laughs> we were living so dangerously. <laughs> we're just a couple rap scallions, just <laughs> rambunctious youths. <laughs> Daggone scallywags. <laughs> How wild were you getting in high school? Now, I know you're from a small town, so your big wild was just being, you know, 13 years old and doing cocaine for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, I got drunk when I was nine. Me and my friends used to go out back and get fucking hammered. (laughs) That's kind of what it was, just sneaking liquor and shit. Uh, Riding off in the car when I wasn't supposed to, shit like that. Like, me and my best friend in high school, we like... I was saying I was staying over at his place, and we took the Jeep I was driving at the time. We drove to Oneonta, Alabama, <laughs> and we got lost, and we ended up in Berlin, Alabama. Because neither of us, it's spelled by Ber, it's spelled like Berlin. <laughs> we were like, "How the fuck did we get to Germany?" <laughs> We were in Georgia for like 20 minutes. Like, what the fuck are we? <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's as wild as we were getting. <laughs> Maybe getting drunk and playing Risk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's small town living, man. Yeah. That's always fun. That's like Probably. always like, I always like, I remember one time we met a girl in college one time. We were in her dorm room and she was telling us she was a virgin. And then she told us she was from Jackson, Alabama, which we had never fucking heard of at that point. (laughs) And we was like, there's no way you're a virgin. And she's like, why not? It was like, because you're from a smallest town that you just told us has two fast food restaurants and one stoplight. People in small towns have nothing to do for fun once they hit middle school but drink and smoke and fuck. That's it, man. That's That's literally it. She was like, yeah, I'm not a virgin. Like, we know. There's no way. (laughs) You had to have lost your virginity before you turned 14. There's nothing else to do in Jackson, Alabama. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) The the youths in Hartford, they're just hanging out at the fucking Walmart and the the parking lot behind the McDonald's and shit. (laughs) That's it. Revving their trucks up, trying to act like badasses. That's it. Taking pills. Yep, that is it. Jerking each other off. Of, uh, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta get through, man. You gotta entertain yourselves. <laughs> Good, time. Good fucking times. <laughs> What's your no. dating life been like in quarantine? Mostly, like, online shit. Like, I have had, like, people, like, hit me back up that I hadn't talked to in a minute. Be like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> like, just feel like that. But it just feels weird trying to go over to anybody's place during this. <laughs> like, why? Like, I don't know where you've been. And, like, clearly, look at me. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> You do have a look that just screams not social distancing. <laughs> that's gotta be that's that's gotta be one of the downfalls 
<laughs> it's gotta be one of the downfalls of being like a, a small town southern white gentleman is that people will look at you and just assume that dude's a Trump supporter and he's a conservative shithead. He probably thinks the disease is fake and he's racist. It's like, this could be further from the truth. But I'm sure people look at you like, this, this dude's in a- fucking Hartsville, Alabama, looking like that. He's definitely got COVID. <laughs> he thinks it's a host. <laughs> I stopped going to the Walmart because, like, old white dudes would lean over to me and say, hey, brother. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Because I know anybody who leans over to me and says, hey, brother, man, there is a thousand percent chance they are either going to sneak some old school racist shit or just straight up say the N-word to me. And I'm like, man, Obama hasn't been in office since 2016. Get it out. What's wrong with you, man? Damn. Still blaming things on Obama. Yeah, it's like shit. Obama and this fake virus. What are you talking about? Complaining that he did nothing during 9 11. I'm like, where were you? (laughs) Where where were you doing 9 11? Do you remember? I was in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, I. Don't, I didn't hear about it till I got home from like a bowling field trip. <laughs> like I was out field trip. Yeah, we were throwing strikes and spares and gutter balls, and then come home and like the world was changing. Yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning in elementary schools in Hartsville, they're taking field trips to the bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> To Decatur, Alabama, the ball. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, shit. I didn't know you were that much younger than me. Yeah, I was born in '91. Yeah, I was. I was. I had just graduated high school when fucking 9/11 happened. Oh shit! I remember. I remember. I was asleep. I was asleep when it was going down, and um, for people who don't know, just to make this make sense. Uh, Birmingham is in central Alabama, and mm-hmm. Huntsville is in northern Alabama. So, I was knocked out, and uh, my grandma, my grandma came in my room to to do something, and it woke me up. And she said, "She said, boy, you in here sleep, and these people attacking America." <laughs> and I said, "What? Where?" And she said, "In New York." I said, wake me up when they get to Huntsville. And I roll back over. <laughs> I roll back over and went to sleep. And um, like 10 minutes later, uh, the phone rang and a friend of mine was calling me who uh, was at, in Tuscaloosa at UA at the time. I guess he was in class when it was happening. and called me to talk about it. So I got up and started watching it. And I just never forget like watching it happen live and seeing the second plane. And I remember, I think it was Katie Couric. She's like, oh my god, what a coincidence. Another plane has just hit <laughs> the other tower. It's like, coincidence? So you out of your fucking mind? This is- <laughs> you know how big a coincidence that would have to be for a fucking plane to crash into one tower of the goddamn Twin Towers? And then like a second, 30, 40 minutes later, another way hit, like... Man, what are, they, are these pilots drunk? <laughs> coincidence. Man, she lost her damn mind when they hit the Pentagon. Yeah, somebody's buying lottery tickets. It's just so weird to like have lived through like 
seen the change in like our world and society through 9-11 like we thought that was it yeah like everybody who was alive at that time and old enough to like see it we all thought that that was gonna be our Kennedy assassination you know what I'm saying like that was what was gonna happen in our lifetime to change everything and then lo and behold fucking 19 years later we've already lived through a housing crisis and an economic collapse and then to add on top of that, the fucking coronavirus hit, so we've got this plague going around. It's just like, Jesus, man, we were born at the wrong goddamn time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what happened to the America when fucking, like, one president would get assassinated, and then 70 years later, that's still the big news story of your lifetime? <laughs> like, <laughs> goddamn, dog. In 20 years, we had so much shit thrown us. So much shit that it's affecting so many different generations. Like, like, I was born in the 80s, you were born in the 90s, and, like, all three of these events are the big part of, like, what has shaped our society as we know it, and, like, it's 2020, so there are kids who were born in the 2000s who didn't see 9-11, were young during the housing crisis, but lived through that because of their families, and now this shit, and it's just like, what the fuck else can, can we hold off on the bullshit for, like, a couple <laughs> generations, like... Can we let the kids born in this generation? Like we gotta end this so nothing else happens until somebody's born in the twenty forties. <laughs> yeah, that really explains like a Gen Z sense of humor, where it's just like, ha ha, kill me. <laughs> yeah, like it's insane. Yeah. It's perfectly understandable once you really like dive into it. It's just like, yeah, Gen Z was, like, born. It's the worst time to be born in American history. Like, Gen Z was born. Like, all the people born in the 2000s is essentially, like, people who were born during the Civil War and right after. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, they were either born during the war or born during Reconstruction. <laughs> like, that's what Gen Z is. It's completely understandable for them to be out of their fucking gourds, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of shit to take. Yeah. God. I mean, hell, like the Rona, it made me get back into drugs. It's like, all right, fuck, let's do this shit. Yeah. Right. Got no idea what they're getting into. Fuck it. Man, like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. When this is what's happening when you're 13. Yep. <laughs> like, how do you not fucking just start taking bills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, don't do drugs and you'll have a bright and exciting future. It's just like, uh, my brother just graduated high school and can't even go to college. And he got a scholarship. Yeah. He worked very hard and he's not even allowed on campus right now. Fuck working hard and fuck the American dream. <laughs> Rent's too high. Housing is out of control. Uh, there's a disease that's preventing people from doing anything. Mm. I'm not working hard for shit. I'm just going to fucking yeah. watch these videos. The only thing that's been stable in America is fucking minimum wage. That's, that's the only thing that's been stable. That's it. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. And that's true, because I, I lived through that. Like, I remember when I started working, minimum wage was for, I want to say 25. Mm -hmm. When I got my first job. And, like, I think I got my first job right when it switched from 425 or 475 to 515. When I was 16. I was like 98. And that's and I saw that. And then it took another couple of years for it to hit 725. 
and for like 18 years it's been 725 yeah <laughs> that's bullshit yeah <laughs> like at the most minimum wage has gone up like less than a percent and then like rent has gone up like 300 percent right <laughs> over like the same amount of time it's just damn crazy and it won't stop <laughs> nope. nope it won't and then people are complaining some guy yeah. just had that happen to him today on Twitter. He just got, he tried to like showcase himself as like this big baller. And he was, he was commenting on things and you know, people were snapping back at him. But then he posted a picture of his check stub. And it was like an electronic <laughs> stub. And he was like, he was like, this is the check stub from my last check. I don't care what any of y'all have to say about anything I'm making bank. And his check stub was for $1,500 before taxes, $1,400 after taxes, and the checks that was for 107 hours of work. Including Fuck. overtime. And it was just like, and everybody did the math and was like, you making $13 an hour, that's less than the minimum wage people are asking for. That's less than some people who work at McDonald's in my town make. Like, yeah. you're not balling. You just no. showcased yourself to be taken advantage of. Cause that's yeah. insane. Can you imagine not like a hundred seven hours, though? Like to, to in a week to, or in like two weeks to see that. I don't know if it was a week or two weeks. Okay. Either way, it, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. not. It's not enough. If you were a hundred week work weeks are average forty fucking hours a week. Yeah. If you worked a hundred seven hours and didn't get enough money. For the whole month or two months, you know what I'm saying? Like that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. I think the most the most hours I put into a week was like 65 or like 64 and a quarter. But that was I was working at a warehouse at the time in Huntsville, and we just had like these crazy orders come in for shit. And I was making I think eleven or twelve at the time, and I was like, "This ain't enough for this." That's crazy. Fuck this. I work one hundred seven hours. I better have at least three thousand dollars. <laughs> like, Fuck yeah! Fucking crazy. Yeah. That's so I much better, better be able to buy a Craigslist car, a decent one. Like seriously, like, yeah. a, a car that's no more than like seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> like Fuck. bananas. One hundred seven <laughs> hours, and it wasn't three Gs. Like. Like I said, at 40 hours a week, that's two weeks going into three weeks yeah. for the average person. And you didn't make fucking, at the, even at the amount, 2000 Come mm. on, man. Fuck that. That's bananas. That's why when I was saying on, online the other day, it, it seemed like a joke, but it was seriously like, I, the minimum wage should be the cost of a family meal at a local chicken joint, at the very yeah. least. You should be able it makes to, sense. Every hour you work should at least be enough to get food for mm. a, a three-person, a four-person household. Yeah. Like a wife and two kids should be able to yeah. eat every fucking hour that somebody works. And based on the numbers, that's around like 20 bucks an hour. Like most fast food chicken joints usually charge like nineteen ninety-nine for a family meal. That's the average price. Yeah. You should be able to eat. <laughs> a family should be able to eat every hour somebody they work. Yeah. It's ridiculous to work 107 hours for $1,400. That's stupid. That's bananas. Fuck that. <laughs> no, that's not a bad measurement. Uh, <laughs> if we're going to base everything in America off the nuclear family, right. we better at least be able to feed them. Yeah. 
Even pizza yeah. places charge the same amount. It's usually at least twenty bucks for a family meal for four people. So Yep. Yeah, I need to pay to feed four people every fucking hour. <laughs> That's outrageous. That's what I thought when like watching um Jerry Seinfeld. I think it I think it it might have been comedian in the cars getting coffee. It might have just been during his that like Jerry before Seinfeld thing. Yeah. Him talking about getting like twenty bucks to do some show. And this was in like the fucking seventies and it's like it's not good that that's like still standard price. He got like twenty five bucks for hosting the show and it was like people still pay that. That was forty yeah. fucking years ago. That's not yeah. that's not alright. No. <laughs> that's true. I think it, like host and feature work has been stagnant <laughs> as well since about then. That's not cool. It has been super stagnant. Yeah, yeah. Like when Seinfeld said that, I was like, that's outrageous. People still mm. pay that exact same amount, buddy. That's not cool. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us tell us about uh hey ass butt. <laughs> oh. So the idea of the show and I've been like pushing Ari and Travis, who are my co-hosts for the show. I think I'd been talking to him about it for like six months before we finally said, all right, fuck it, let's do this. And so Ari had seen through like season seven, I think, and the show had been through, I think, season 12. <laughs> and I had seen every episode. And Ari had seen like maybe half. And Travis had seen none other than like gifts on the internet, on like Tumblr and shit. And I was like, all right, here's the idea for the show. Me and Ari are taking Travis from the very beginning of Supernatural, and we're watching every episode through the critical eye. And we're going to research the freaks of the weeks, the monsters that pop up along the way to see how faithful they are to the, the actual source material and shit. Right. But that's like the second half of the show. The first half is just us bullshitting. Most of the time, it's either us talking about like anime, food, or like stuff we've been doing in our weeks. Like we talk about like food and Yu Yu Hakusho a lot on the show. <laughs> so if you like any of those three things, you'll love the show. And I think we're on pretty much anything like iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I put us on, like, uh, the Pirate's Bay every now and again. I want to get a wild hair, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be accessible. <laughs> to the whole world, you know? <laughs> want you listening to this in Beirut. <laughs> Damn right. In Belarus, why you getting shot by a cop? You're gonna be yeah, hearing man. three of us cracking up. Are you a freedom fighter in the Congo? Download Hey Ass Butt on <laughs> <laughs> We even had you on like a waste back, and that honestly, that was one of the most fun episodes that I had. That was a great. I I enjoyed being on the show. I know you enjoyed being on the show, but I think you equally hated the show, and that's what I loved about it. <laughs> I thought Supernatural was so dumb. <laughs> it is. Banging that soundtrack though. Oh hell yeah! The soundtrack's amazing. Some of the greatest rock music in the history of the world. <laughs> the show was very stupid. It was I think yep. in the episode we watched. There was a vampire who couldn't come into the house unless he was invited. And yep. He was talking to like a ten-year-old kid <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning, and like all I could think was like, "The fuck is who's raising the kid? They're raising the kid wrong because." 
If when I, did Stranger Danger stop? If I <laughs> took my ass to the front door at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> while my parents were home, I would have got beaten into next week. Like, <laughs> like this kid is hearing noises outside that's a monster and he's like, I'm gonna go investigate. And it's like, what? You better go knock on your folks' door, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> I would have got beat the fuck down for some shit like that. <laughs> My mom would have beat that. in the kitchen talking to at 1 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. There's some dude outside. I would got fucked up. I would got fucked up for that. My mom would have broke a shoe over my head. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. I, I got caught in a situation like that once as a kid, though. As a matter of fact, I was 10 years old. Um, my mom, My mom's a nurse. And has been like forever, mm. and she was working like overnight. And my so my uncle came to stay at the house with me because I was gonna be there alone. But he was going to work. He had to get up and leave for work at like four o'clock in the morning. So my uncle came over and stayed with me, and he left at four o'clock. You know, I'm sleeping and. I'm home alone and somebody's knocking on our door. And, you know, I know that it obviously seems to be some sort of emergency situation. Yeah. I gotta check it out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, maybe my uncle lost his key or something. That's what I'm thinking. My uncle needs to get back in the house or something. And I go to the door and it's a woman there who's asking for my mom. And so I'm pretending that my mom is still at home and just sleep. And I'm like walking off and coming back like, she said, what do you want? <laughs> She's like, what do you want? <laughs> She's like, you know, tell her it's Delois, you know, and, and you know, and she knew my name and she knew me. She's like, tell her it's Delois, you know, and um, I just got dropped off by the police. Uh, I think her brother had gotten arrested or something on that side of town. So she came <clears> over and then... She had to wait till the next morning to do something, and all the people she knew on this side of town was us. So she came over there to just wait, <laughs> and I was just like, and finally after going back and forth, pretending my mom was, there, I was like, "Listen, my mom is not here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's not here, and I'm not opening the door. <laughs> She's not here, I'm not opening the door. And if you try to think, I'm calling the police." <laughs> Cause she was like, she was like, that's good. She was like, that's fine. You know, it's good. You know, you shouldn't open the door, this and that. So she started asking me to call people for her. Mm. So I called these, these people for her, and this this man answered the phone. Again, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so this guy answers the phone, and I'm telling him the situation with Delois, and he's like, can you just put her on the phone? And I'm explaining to him, listen, I'm 10, I'm at home by myself. I'm not letting her in here. And he's like, well, I mean, I would be more inclined to believe you if you would just, if I could talk to her. And I'm like, motherfucker, did you not just hear me say I'm a kid? I'm home at 4 o'clock in the morning. What kind of prank call is this? I'm talking about somebody you know, obviously. Why the fuck are you insisting that this is a prank call? <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I just, Yo, really? up. I just I hung Damn. up and I, told, I went to the back to the door and told her. I was like, that dude, 
He's, he's, he thought I was prank calling him for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, listen, my mom gets off at like 7 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, you can wait for her if you want to out there. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. She was like, yeah. She was like, okay, that's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, but at that point, I was wired. Yeah. I couldn't go back to sleep, so I just started playing video games. Wait until 7 o'clock, and my mom came home like 7.30. Her and Delois came in, and you know they both commended me for how I handled the situation. That's the best way too. That's all I could think about when I saw that ten-year-old in his kitchen talking to a vampire outside. I was like, man, if you don't go get your folks or call the what the fuck is wrong, man? You get your, I got all my teeth knocked out of how to fucking open the door talking to some vampire. <laughs> so he tried to let the vampire in, but he was like, I can't come in unless I'm invited. <laughs> I guess the kid didn't know what the word invited, man. <laughs> you get your whole fucking family killed. It's your little bad ass. <laughs> That's crazy. I was terrified. Then. Like, when was the last time you were extremely terrified? Uh, man, that's a good-ass question. medical accidents mm-hmm. like like I've had my head split open on like a trampoline oh shit and just God. stared it's like <laughs> it's like my eyes swole and I can watch it but uh, I mean I've had like a couple of road like people just going crazy like driving and shit where I had like people like stopping like blocking the road and hop out of their car at me and shit yeah that is terrifying yeah but that's pretty much it for me, but, it, like, since, like, the road rage, it's probably been, like, high school, and getting my head split open, I think I was in, like, the third grade, so, it's been a minute, that's <laughs> what I'm getting at, <laughs> it's probably gonna creep up on me. <laughs> I mean, that's good, that's, that's the yeah. thing, I, uh, mm-hmm. I think the last time I was, like, truly terrified was in college. Uh, mm-hmm. back when I didn't smoke weed and I got high with some friends of mine one night <laughs> like before I started smoking back in 2015 before that I had probably smoked weed four or five times in my entire life mm-hmm. and it had always been at least two three years in between I had never I didn't do that but one time in college I got high with some friends of mine we were hanging at the purple onion <laughs> south side in Birmingham and we were out there one night man we got high in the parking lot and I don't know what they were smoking but that shit fucked me up buddy oh damn I was in the parking lot down on my knees begging God to save me <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking the fuck out though I was straight up like in the parking lot losing my shit. I was like, is there PCP in this shit? I was, <laughs> I was going crazy, like no lie. Like we had to leave. <laughs> it, was, it was me and my boy, me and my boy Jamal. <laughs> we had to leave. I was like, take me to the hospital, Brett. Please take me to the hospital. <laughs> he took me to the hospital. He did take me to the hospital. And we got out. We were walking towards the emergency room. And he stopped me. He was like, listen, man. I promise you, you're okay. I promise you, you're just high. You're just real high right now. If you want to go in there, man, we'll go in there. But 
if you could just trust me, because if we go in there, they're going to ask a lot of fucking questions and we're going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Please just let me take you home. And I was like, all right, man, I trust you. Take me home. And we got in the car. And I just had this sneaking suspicion that he was going to turn into a demon. <laughs> so when we got back in the car, I was in the passenger seat. I just rolled the window down, stuck my head out the window, and closed my eyes. He kept talking to me, and I was like, please stop talking to me. You're going to transform into a demon. <laughs> please just stop talking to me, man. <laughs> we went home my fucking heart was beating out of my chest he took me home I went and got in the bed and we had whatever whatever they had in that week man like my heart was still pounding the next day when I woke up damn I had to ask my uncle <laughs> I wasn't high anymore my chest was I had to ask my uncle I was like listen man am I good <laughs> <laughs> He was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, you all right, man. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. But listen, like, my chest is still pounding. He was like, it's, it's going to be okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> Everybody's got like a, a story, like, not to, maybe not to that extent, but especially with like weed. Like, I remember the first time I was doing like gravity bong hits and shit. <laughs> And then we also, like, mixed in some like, edibles and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and I remember waking up at 4 a.m. in my sister's apartment in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Still high as a fucking kite. Hungry. My mouth was dry as hell. I was just like, like give me water. <laughs> and I rolled off the fucking couch. And instead of drinking water, I ate an entire bag of indulgent trail mix from Publix. <laughs> And I woke up like three hours later at Stone Cold Sober and my stomach feeling like it was full of cement. (laughs) (laughs) My sister go, where the fuck's the trail mix? It was a five-pound bag. It was. Somebody indulged. I look, I read the bag, it said indulgence, and so I figured it was either it was either about the church or eat it all. And I didn't see pencils anywhere, but I did see pretzels. in high school uh, like nothing like super bad because I went to like a Christian or private Christian high school so like at, at most it was only like name calling and like shoving and shit because my first day there the headmaster because we had a headmaster because we were that fancy <laughs> he takes me aside and he's like hey man 
<laughs> you get one fight, you're out a week. <laughs> and so I could never get in a fucking fight because I got in a lot of fights when I was in middle school, but not in fucking high school. <laughs> we never let you defend yourself. Huh? Nope. You couldn't come to fist the cuts. <laughs> no. God. We did have like some crazy stories. Like no one ever really got into a fight at my high school. But, like, my first year there, the craziest thing that happened was there was a devil's threesome behind the school dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, one of the kids in my grade, it was his older sister. (laughs) 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 And no one ever brought it up. (laughs) 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 And there was a fucking, like, I think it was, like, the first round of, like, like uh, statewide championships or some shit. <laughs> like going on like 200 feet away. <laughs> what kind of championship was it? It was a baseball championship. It was a baseball championship. Yeah. Some sort of... Let me show you what to do with that bat. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bat them balls, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> I miss those days, man. That's the, the devil. That's the type of shit I used to get into in high school. I used to, I used to get into the whole devil's three way every now and again. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying every now and again. A bunch of times. Fucking <laughs> on school grounds. Good times, man. Where's the craziest place you had sex? Phew. Craziest places to have sex. Um, let's see. I've eaten pussy in a Crystal's drive-thru. <laughs> and that was one. Hell yeah. Uh, once they pussy in the Crystal drive-thru, um, I once got caught fingering a girl in my grandma's car at uh, vacation Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I've had sex in public. Mm. I haven't had sex in a place that I thought was weird. I guess, like, I've had sex in, you know, like, probably a, a classroom storage room. Okay. Things like that. I've done that, like, that fucking behind the dumpster at the school. I've done things like that. Yeah. That's just so normal to me. I can't even think, like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> every, every place I can name that was crazy to have sex, I've done it like a dozen times in those places. <laughs> so basically, you name it, man. Fucking church parking lots, school parking lots, school classrooms. Uh, I once got jerked off under a table at a cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> It's one hell of an appetizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Most of my most of my crazy sex places is mostly crazy circumstances. That's fair. Like yeah. I, I once had sex with a girl in the living room of her house, like right next to her mom's bedroom. Fuck. And we were just I don't know. We just got caught up in the moment. It was just like uh, I hope she doesn't come out for some water because we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. One of the craziest experiences I ever had was there was this girl that went to this high school in Birmingham. And what's funny is everybody I know who's ever went to have sex with this girl had this experience. (laughs) (laughs) But when we were in high school, there was this girl and she had had an older brother who was mentally challenged. 
Mm. And he was older than her by some years. Like he was like in his twenties. And <laughs> I thought it was isolated incident until I talked to some I talked talking to people and everybody had this story. You go to our house when we were in high school, kicking in the living room, you know, starting the foreplay, get ready kick, and then all of a sudden this six foot eight inch, two hundred and seventy pound LeBron James S fucking one-eyed willy ass goddamn <laughs> 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 fucking mentally challenged dude was just coming to the living room in a t-shirt and some tidy whities <laughs> and he had like the mental capacity of a five year old <laughs> just like what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> like, like, and, who is this beast? This <laughs> monster is a man. Like, fuck. Straight up, man. That was that was when that happened to me. I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, like I said, I started talking about it. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we've all everybody who's ever been over there has been in that experience." It's been wild, man. I just did a lot of wild shit, man. Um, mm. Just, just insane shit. Mm. That people who were in college while I was in high school weren't doing. <laughs> that people who were adults weren't doing. Yeah. Me and my friends always would talk about, like, in high school, like, man, we've lived some lives <laughs> that men in their 90s haven't lived. <laughs> like, we got into a lot of shit for some children, man. Like, man. just wilding the fuck out, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us smoked weed or drank at the time either. All of our wild stories from high school, they never involved being drunk or high. We didn't do any of that. We drank one time in high school, and that was before we went to, um, we had fraternities and sororities in high school in Birmingham. And mm-hmm. one night before we went to Six Flags with this sorority, we all met at one, you know, one person's house. And we snuck into his parents' liquor cabinet and got fucked up that night. <laughs> so bad. I remember my friend Courtney waking up in the middle of throwing up. Like he fucking... Like he had already passed out drunk and he was laying on the sofa. And he rolled over and started throwing up. And in the middle of throwing up, he woke up and started freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I can imagine though, because throwing up is scary. It always feels like you're choking to death. So I can imagine waking up in the middle of throwing up being absolutely terrifying. Fuck yeah, that'd be scary as hell. Shit. I haven't done it. What's the weirdest place you've had sex? I've got like three stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, one was in a library in Decatur. We're just like, I was there with a girl hanging out. Mood struck. We found an aisle that didn't have any cameras or anything. It just went the fuck at it. <laughs> and a couple years ago, this girl took me to a strip club because I had never been to one before. And it was like two days before my birthday. And we go, we spend like 30 bucks, like just paying like strippers to dance and shit. And then we go out and we fuck in the back of my car, just having a good old time. And then my favorite one, you've heard me tell the panda story before multiple times. 
Please tell uh, the listeners. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell the whole story because I feel I feel bad like telling it all the way it got there. But there's a part in the story where we're at her house having that conversation at the end of the date because that's what it was, and we're just talking for like I think it's been like five or ten minutes. And this big motherfucker, like, bigger than me, I'm, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like, maybe 240. And he just leans out and, like, made me feel small and just hollers out, either bring him inside and fuck him or send him home. Either way, I got football <laughs> practice in the morning. So we go inside. And <laughs> I kind of want to skip the part with the actual suit just because and get to the weird part that I've never fucking told. Because... He's just chilling in the living room watching, I think, just, like, old, like, late-night tsunami or something at the time. And I'm fucking his sister in a goddamn panda suit. Just going wild in her fucking bedroom. And we eventually get done, and I excuse myself in the situation like the gentleman I am. And he's still just chilling, watching reruns of shit. <laughs> And, easy. <laughs> yes. and he throws me bones and before I go out the door he says keep it sleazy <laughs> keep it sleazy was she wearing a panda suit or were you wearing a panda suit she was wearing the panda suit man did you put it on when y'all got to the house so uh, I go inside and I, I just go into her room and I don't know where she like whipped it out from. But I turn back to the door frame and then there she fucking was. <laughs> and then the lights go out and she just scampers at me. Come and say, "Bam, boo!" The least toothy blowjob I've ever had. <laughs> so tell, tell people where they can find you online. <laughs> oh, like you can find me on uh, Instagram at lumber underscore h underscore Jesus. Same for Twitter. Facebook, I'm just Ben Tykemiller. My uh, YouTube is also just Ben Tykemiller. Uh, then the easiest thing the place to find me at is habcast.com h-a-b-c-s-t dot com we got like a hundred episodes out we got all of, if you want Ari's comedy Travis's mine got all the links right there for you even I think we're trying to get some new merch and stuff made as well that hopefully we can start talking about in the next month or two but with this apocalypse going on who knows Alright, now tell the people where the name Hey Ass Butt comes from. So, it's kind of a spoiler for like season 5, but also it's been like 10 years, so fuck it. Uh, so there's this angel that hangs out with our bros, Sam and Dean, and he doesn't know a lot about like pop culture or anything. And there's this fight between Michael the Archangel and Lucifer going down and... Castillo pops in with like a fucking Molotov cocktail made out of a bandana and Jack Daniels. And right before he tosses it, he just hollers out, hey, ass butt, and just chunks it. And me, I, I think I had pushed for that name to be the name of the podcast the hardest, and Ari eventually caved, and then Travis was like, I hate you both, let's do it. <laughs> That's a good thing. 
Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's very eye-catching. <laughs> you can't miss it. Nope. <laughs> you can't fucking miss it. Wait, we were at a convention in Huntsville a ways back with like a sign with Hey Aspet on it. People didn't know what the fuck it was. They were like, is this an insult? Are you just trying to insult people over? It's like, well, yeah. It worked and they took business cards and shit. We got a few more downloads, so fuck it. marketing. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the show, man. It's been a good time. Hell yeah. I loved being here, man. It was a good time. But I hope to see you again real soon. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed. I hope you smiled. I hope you learned something. hope it put you in a good mood. Or if you're already in a good mood, I hope it put you in a better mood. Um, had a lot of fun. Big shout out to all my guests and telling some great stories and it's a real good time, man. Anyway, uh, you know, check back in with us soon. We'll have an all-new episode going. I want you to know I love you, and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. The number to the Trans Lifeline is one 877 565-8860 Hit them up if you if you need to talk about some things or something's troubling you. Hell, hit me up. I don't really sleep until the sun comes up like a vampire. So hit your boy up, man. If you got my number, call me You know when you need to talk. Text me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. Whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you, you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the Cash App. That's Cash Tag. Dollar sign. Rod for short. R-O-D. Number four. S-H-O-R-T. Hit me up on Venmo at Narado Moore. And uh, I think that'll do it, man. Holla at you.